Hello everyone and welcome to PropTech Success. Um, I'm Ricardo Johnson and I'm here today with Jessica Mendoza, who's the founder of a PropTech company called Monad. Um, how are you today? Good, I'm doing well. Um, it is a good day. It's a little bit cloudy, but I can still see the sky. So that's good. <laughs> nice, but whereabouts are you based? I am in London, in West London. Nice, 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 yeah. Well, it's a bit grey why I'm here in Birmingham, but <laughs> it'll be fine. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so yeah, we we met uh initially a few months ago actually. Uh, a friend of mine, um, Chrissy introduced me to you, um, as I'm creating a a prop tech app as well, um, whether we can actually collaborate. So that's how I came across. That's how I came across Monad, um, and seeing what it can actually do. Do you mind explaining um what Monad solves? Yeah, of course. So we, um, we're a platform that facilitates admin migration for anybody that's relocating home. So a lot of people confront this problem wherever they're moving home, they need to tell everyone. So everybody from the council to the utility services to uh, subscription services that they may have about where they're moving to next. So we created a platform where people can easily identify which services they need to notify uh, and also take action also tell them like hey yes i've migrated i've moved to this new location update their address and also uh, cancel the services because some of the people are moving perhaps to service departments and they no longer need some of the services that they had in the past um, and as a whole, it's a really good way for them to think it's like, oh, well, do I actually need this service uh, going to the next place? So we allow them to have that opportunity for them to take action. So it's very easy. People really like it. Um, yeah. And so far, we love building solutions that are targeted for people who really need it and solving real pain points. Of course. Um, how did you discover that pain point? Oh gosh, so I've moved so many different times. So um, you can tell by my accent, I'm not British, mm -hmm. uh, but I have lived in many places. I'm originally from Venezuela okay. and I lived in Scotland by age nine. So I've moved from one side of the world to the other side of the world. And I continue to move you know, throughout my life. So I've lived in different countries. I've lived in different cities, multiple cities. And I kept on realizing that there was like this one pain point that if you don't do it, your credit score lowers, uh, mm -hmm. you miss really important information. You sometimes get late fees because you haven't even told, you know, your insurance companies or loan companies about where you're moving to next. Um, and there's also this environmental aspect uh, attached to it, which people don't even think about, but it's all about that undelivered or, misdelivered rather mail that goes to your last flat um, or your last home um, instead of like new one um, and that is just logistical waste uh, from yeah. the supplier to where it needs to be delivered so yeah so that's how I started finding out that wow like this is actually something that needs sold in so it's, it's from a personal experience I mean it's, it's weird so because I mean thousands of people move every day I would suppose in in the UK and wherever and but this this solution hasn't been created before so what made like 
what 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 gave you the spark to say this is a problem that I can actually solve? Um, so I have been working in uh, data operations uh, for some time prior uh, building Monad. I've also sat in the intersection of marketing and technology for various companies in the past. And I was able to uh, couple some pieces together from my prior experience and see how I could best use them now uh, for Monad. So it really was um, in understanding the components that something like this will require um, and understanding you know, what are the pieces that we need to collect, like what are the team members that I need to have mm -hmm. and putting them all together. Um, and then it started really with, um, at the beginning, I didn't even know that this was going to be a business, but enough people volunteered to help and to build our first base. Um, nice. Yeah, so that's how, that's how I, I started piecing the pieces together. And was, was this your first um, experience in business? Uh, no, so I've built um, different companies in the past. Um, I came from New York, so I've lived in New York the longest out of all of the moves that I've had. And I used to have a business in New York called Inspiration Alliance, where we would um, encourage individuals via a variety of events and classes, courses, to um, think critically about their careers and think critically about what they want to go to next. So this was targeted to young professionals. We got industry leaders uh, providing talks, providing courses, providing uh, classes for these individuals, uh, really interactive. And we grew it to a point, because I still had a full-time job, we grew it to a wow. point where we couldn't manage it on our own. Um, and yeah, and then I, I moved over to London. But it's, uh, I think like everybody that dabbles into entrepreneurship may have uh, some uh, opportunities where they have explored how that might look like, either with consultancy or with side hustles, side projects, um, or just new initiatives that they may put in their current workforce. So I think like it's, it's yeah, as long as you're like dabbling into different spaces, then at some point you get the, the spark to start something. I suppose it takes it does take a lot of courage as well to um yeah. to be able to see a problem and then to believe in yourself that you can actually solve it um and then actually putting it together so you said you had you had some help who volunteered um in terms of the the, the code inside of of, of monad yeah. what was that like um putting it together um it was um look i've been uh, sitting in between business and technology for a very long time. I myself, like I confirmed and code. So I am not averse to um, difficulty um, or coding or figuring out problems, whether they're logic based or semantics. Um, so whenever I put it out to the world uh, where it's like, hey guys, is there anybody solving the solution or do we need to build one <laughs> to a group of technologists? A handful of people volunteered who to date are still advisors now in the business. And yeah, they just sort of thinking about like, all right, let's think about architecture. You know, how is this going to look like? Um, and, you know, like you need to answer these questions and like, how do you think is this going to be for 
consumers, you know, is this going to be for somebody else? How do you want it to look like? And they helped me um, best uh, clarify some of my thinking and some of my thoughts at the beginning um, when I just, it was nothing. It was just an idea. And in terms of like the, because obviously you've got, you've got two sides, you actually got the, the, the product mm -hmm. and then you actually got to try to market that product. Yeah. Um, in your like, Initially, do you have did you have like a set um, cu customer uh, profile that you were actually targeting, or was you just open to whoever the solution connects with? Um, yeah, we do have a target audience. So often, the people that reach us are young professionals or people who have recently graduated university. Mm -hmm. um, they are the people who are more digital savvy um they really enjoy convenience they also care about who they're you know managing their information with um so they're very uh conscious but also you know like they are very comfortable in trying new tools and new services yeah. um and they keep on coming back which is great so that it, that was like our first um audience and i think it's not because um we pushed it to that audience, but naturally mm -hmm. it became that. Um, and now it's it's diversifying a, a lot more. And in terms of the, diver the way it's div diversifying, have you been surprised by the type of uh, users you're getting now? Um, yeah, sometimes we actually do get um, people from all sort of like walks of life, mm -hmm. no longer young professionals. Young professionals are still like a part of the core. Um, but yeah, we've got like families, you know, we have families using the product. We have, um, yeah, much, um, yeah, older generations using the product as well. So I think it's um, something that um, for us, it's reverberating and, and growing organically. Um, and we are learning and understanding from those users um, in return. Um, because um, I, I think like there's two different um, approaches. So either you can come in and have a business and say, oh, I want this tool to be just for this audience and for this audience only. And, or there's a business or there's mindset of, I am building the solution and I'm putting it out to this audience, but I also welcome other, other users that may be coming in. So I am taking this latter approach um, where um, I am allowing different people to use our service because it shouldn't be confined to a particular target market. So now we're just getting a diversification of different uh, users and yeah, sure, sure. So like I had a quick look on your website before mm -hmm. and you've, you've partnered up with some big names in terms of like yeah. gyms and um, yeah, yeah. utility providers. In terms of setting that side up, did you have to like, like technically, um, was that integration challenging in terms of setting up any APIs no. with them or, okay. No, 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 I think so. Like, so it's, um, it's really, as long as people understand and, and by people, you also mean services, companies, you know, suppliers, mm -hmm. they understand that you are really just looking to do good for the end user. There shouldn't be much of a, uh, question around it because we have the same incentive. So I have the incentive as a, 
as a provider, as a mechanism, as a facilitator for something to happen um, to get our users to when, wherever they need to go. And the suppliers have the incentive as to like, we want to know where our customers, because we're sharing the same customer, where they're going to next. So we are on the same side. Um, we are both um, have the same incentives to work together. So it wasn't um, and still isn't uh, rather difficult. Um, we have now um, 300 different service providers that we have wow. worked with and that was in 2020. And the list just keeps on growing the more that the users um, use our platform. But yeah, it, whenever they understand that we are, we have the same goal, it's, it's not that difficult. That's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so are the users limited to the, 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 the partnerships that you have, the 300 that you have on there, if they are connected to another company or, mm-hmm. and they want to move that address, how would that work? Would they still have to do that part manually? Uh, no. So it differs. So for example, it, we have something that's great in the United Kingdom where, um, we have the connectivity so we have more open structures so we have the structures of open banking we have structures of open utility now um and we have more structures that are going to come in in the near future um and by us as a startup we're connecting to some of the structures to facilitate the address change so we are um we're tapping to existing ecosystems um just in in different industries to be able to facilitate the address uh, communication automatically. And for some providers that we may have never spoken to in, you know, in the past, then that's something that we do have to like knock on their doors and say like, hello, you know, like we're this company, we're doing this, but you know, you have, you know, X amount of users that are actually requesting, you know, this address change, can we, can we connect? And yeah, and then we, we connect and that's how it happens. Wow. So, um, so how long has Monad been running now? Um, so we have been running since 2020. So okay. not a whole, uh, we're not, you know, we're not a super established company yet. We're mm-hmm. very much startup, very much, um, you know, still pulling the pieces together in many mm-hmm. areas. Um, but thankfully we have an audience that understands and uses our services and um, and we have suppliers also that have like more interest in working with us. That's good. That's, that, that, you've done quite a lot in a year then. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a, it's the hustle. So like, I think like mm-hmm. any, any entrepreneur out there understands this um, where like it, it doesn't come in easy. There has been a lot of uh, pretty sunny days that I, I've sacrificed to do work, um, not been not been outside, um, but sometimes you have to do what you have to do to move the business forward. Um, yeah, and I think like one of like the main things actually, it's um, getting over yourself and getting over your own barriers mm-hmm. uh, because many people have uh, pre-existing barriers as to like where their limits may go. Is like, oh, I've never done this, you know. And you have to over overcome those time and time and time again. Um, 
in at speed <laughs> so yeah. you know you may like go to sleep one day it's like oh thankfully i got over that one the next day there's another oh, thing that comes up <laughs> and it's overcoming that so yeah it's an ongoing process that's very true um i can attest to that <laughs> definitely a lot of the a lot of the work is on yourself um mm -hmm. because you are the the driving force behind the business right so yeah yeah in in terms of like your 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 team, I know I've met um one other person your 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 business um yeah. manager. Um how, how big is your team now? Uh we're still very small. So we what we do is uh we contract people as needed to be able to satisfy some needs and yeah and then we hire all the time. I hire like I am interviewing people uh, either passively or actively on an ongoing yeah. basis. Um, I actually have a position out there that is um, for anybody, like anybody that has interest in the business, like mm -hmm. please ping me, you know. Um, there may be a position, if not now, maybe like in the future. Yeah, but yeah. I want to be able to collect those interests. So yeah, we're still very small. So we're not beyond five at the moment. We're still very yeah, small. Yeah. Um, but I keep on interviewing. There's a couple of people that I, I really want to bring into the business. Um, but you have to make sure that, you know, the fits right, the culture's right, they understand, um, you know, this incentives that they may have or may not have because as a startup, you cannot provide like this lofty salaries that they may have been used to in the past. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Setting expectations, like that's not going to happen. Um, <laughs> there may be other incentives but there's not going to be a big salary, you know, in the first years. Um, yeah. So I think like it's, it's sometimes hard um, to vet for the right individuals to come to the business. No, that's very true. It, it, like what's, what's been your biggest challenge so far in, in this company? Uh, uh, every day there's like something new. Um, yeah. Every day there's something new. <laughs> I think like, it, um, again, like challenges come in all the time and they go out the next day and then they come in and they go out. So I don't think there's like necessarily like huge challenges. I think it's like a composition of small challenges that are just faced on a daily basis. Um, yeah, and I think like, most of them uh, come from indecision, uh, come from moments of like self-doubt. Um, it comes from lack of clarity. So if you can have those things sorted at the beginning, yeah. or at least have like a clear picture as to where you are and where, where, the, where the business stands, um, and where you want to go, things become clear. You know, you can add heuristics um, to tackle some of those challenges. But yeah, otherwise, everything feels like you're juggling everything at the same time. Yeah, I know. I could imagine. I could imagine. So like, um, I read an article in Business Insider that you featured on your website. And yeah. you're actually the, uh, the, the first the first founder on the on the page. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and you, you, you touched on um, quite a common uh, yeah. issue that in fact all, all startups face and that's on uh, finance. And you mentioned that, um, just paraphrasing, but you, you mentioned that um, 
that you need to really target for twice as much funding as you think you need. Um, how has that funding journey been for yourself? Um, I don't love it. I don't, I, I, I think like fundraising is something that businesses, startups must have to do. My last business was self-sustained. Like mm -hmm. we, we uh, had enough revenue to sustain and pay everyone and, and continue and pay ourselves as well. Um, yeah, this one, because it's far more technological, um, we do need the support and sometimes it comes in, in difficult and, and uh, having investors believe what you're doing, understand what you're doing, particularly if it's like a first conversation where they have absolutely no history of who you are, what you've been doing. So you have to constantly, um, do a spiel, um, to let them know about what you're doing. And I think like the way how I've gone around it is um, just continue moving the business onward, you know? So like yeah, continuing yeah. doing commercial relations, continue growing users, continue on doing the things that matter for the business. And then the investors um, start paying attention to that. So yeah, they start yeah, paying yeah. attention to the growth or successes or mentions or, you know, anything um, that might be like uh, what they call signals um that are associated with the business and that's how they reach out and then they're like oh can we please talk you know and i'm yeah, like yeah. okay <laughs> you know <laughs> and it's it's less of a sell that way because like you already yeah. have to understand it whereas otherwise you have to come with more preparation around i suppose as well you because you've had you mentioned you've had um volunteers come on in terms of the development side yeah. um that's obviously must have helped a lot in terms of the funding that you actually need early on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I there's, uh, I think like to start, I've asked for help for from everyone I've, <laughs> I've met to some extent, um, even though like sometimes I have like one conversation and I find like a person to be really insightful about a particular area. And mm -hmm. I'm like, can I please connect with you, you know, a little bit down the line, because I know that this is going to come up again. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah. And even uh, with technologists, uh, with engineers, um, I, there's engineers who are specialized in different areas. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and I, I tap onto some of those um, existing volunteers who did work for me back again. And I'm like, all right, now we're figuring out this piece, like how can we best do it? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's really, um, yeah, it's it's like, a, I feel like it's more of a, a community effort, <laughs> you know, yeah, to bring yeah. a business um, to, you know, to the forefront whenever you're starting something new. I wish I can do that. <laughs> yeah. It's been a, yeah, my journey hasn't been, um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm getting there, I'm getting through it, but coming from like a non-technical background, um, having to go out there and having to learn um, yeah. Just to, and actually uh, find the right engineers and to get them on board. Um, that's probably been one of my biggest challenges so far, but I'm enjoying the journey. And it takes it a lot. Um, so I think like for engineering in particular, um, so if, if you think about like different industries, so like if you think about like, you know, you have commercial people, you have marketing people, you have product people and you have engineering people, uh, you know, like different areas, sectors that you need to tap into. Engineering is often that sector, that particular um, skill set that is really coveted 
Um, and because it's really coveted, often it comes with, um, you know, a lot of like, you know, pricing tag attached to it. So um, the way how I've been able to see it is that if there are engineers that are already interested in what I'm building in the sector or in the industry or, you know, areas that um, we're tapping onto, even if not now in the future, um, that is rather encouraging for them to come in early because the minute that they come in early, they're able to get incentives that are gonna pay off over the long run. Um, and they're also able to work on something meaningful that's gonna have an impact right away instead of being in a large corporate, a large institution where yeah. they're gonna be working on a tiny little minimal thing and they're gonna have all of this bureaucracy on top of it. So yeah. whenever they're working with a startup, you know, they, they have more of a say they have they're more empowered to to do what they do best that's very good advice actually um yeah i'm gonna take that <laughs> and um take that approach moving forward definitely i mean what what so what's in the what have you got in the pipeline for for monad i know you're only a year in but like yeah. what's, what's the future plans mm -hmm. yeah so we are looking at uh so many different things we're still there's the things that are part of the product that i am aiming to have it more finessed um just because of feedback again like we get a lot of user feedback and understanding of like the various customer segments so there are things that we're definitely looking to to enhance as part of a the product there's going to be a, a different features and components that are going to pop up um the partnerships that now we're doing are um are more established have more uh grounding into it instead of like hey we're just gonna do this you know can you trial us out um so yeah we're redefining the way how we interact with some of our suppliers and yeah and the rest is like we have you know to market ourselves as well so like it's you know thinking about all those places where we might be able to have a name and some recognition where people can easily find us. So that is part of like what we're doing um, next. And also like, you know, companies like yours, of course, we are, you know, we, we just collaborate. This is like the piece of you are doing something great. And we are just like a piece of a journey. And it, we, again, we care about the same outcome. We care about the experience. We care about, we care about the ease of use. We care about happy customers. Um, yeah, and that's why, why we work well together. Of course, of course. And so like, if uh, you had one piece of advice mm -hmm. for um, an aspiring uh, founder, not necessarily in, in prop tech, but just in yeah. business in general, what would it be? Uh, Boy, uh, let's see. Uh, I think like one piece of advice. I think um, we tend to advise the things that we know the most. So um, for me would be uh, to think about um, how many failures uh, a person can do um, on an ongoing basis. So for example, um, you need to, when you're starting a startup, you need to understand that you're going to fail. You're going to fail multiple times. 
in yeah. different things. You're gonna not position something well, you're gonna miss something, you're gonna build something, you're gonna have to rewrite it and like put it the other way. There's mm -hmm. tons of mistakes and failures that are going to happen. So uh, a positive way of looking at that is um, thinking about like, uh, what have I felt at today? You know, and think mm -hmm. about the learnings. And if you have not felt enough, then I would say probably it's time to uh, challenge your position and where you are because maybe that you're getting too much into the comfort zone. 100%. Yeah. That's, that's, that's actually very good advice. Um, you have to you, you have to have the approach of failing forward. I always look at if I'm, I always look at my problems um, today. I always look back as well, like in the past, I've got like a, a daily diary and I, sometimes I go back a few years I think I've got it for like maybe 11 years now. I just read the type of stuff I was going through at that time. And sometimes you can actually spot the development in terms of the type of problems that you're solving now or the problems that you're coming across uh, and how you're able to overcome it. But each one of those is an opportunity to learn from it um, and you actually develop further. And yeah, you're right. If you're not if you're not coming into those problems, if you're not failing, you're not pushing yourself hard enough. You're, you're, you're staying in your, your, your comfort zone. So yeah, that's actually very good advice definitely yeah. but it was uh it was great speaking to you today yeah absolutely thank you for being a guest thank you um i'd love to catch up again um on another episode um to, to find out any uh new advancements and and what you're doing yeah of course yeah we'll do and thank you so much for like bringing this platform and doing what you're doing i think like uh the property technology sector is going through a big revolution of changes um mm -hmm. And those revolution of changes are powered by digital solutions and technology. And I think Definitely. what you're building, it is quintessential to making things far easier. And there needs to be more um, opportunity in these areas. 100%. Well, thank you for that. <laughs> um, but yeah, have a nice day. And um, yeah. thank you for listening to PropTech Success. Um, oh, so in fact, where can uh, people reach out to you? Yeah, uh, they can go to Monad, so they can go to www.monadd.io. And um, yeah, and they can also like find us on Twitter and uh, we're very active on Twitter and actually we just launched our Instagram. So it's all the same for all the socials. So it's Monad, uh, Monad app. So it's M-O-N-A-D-D-A-P-P for any social. So any on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, you can find us and you can always message uh, me um, or the team at hello at monet.io. Perfect, perfect. Well, thank you and uh, take care. All right, thank you.